Look in your Bibles this morning to Luke chapter 1. Luke, the first chapter. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now Nazareth is the general region of Galilee. It's about 15 miles away from the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus uh, would be ever known and is ever known as, of course, Jesus Christ, but he's also known as Jesus of Nazareth. And people that would follow him were called Nazarenes. Is that right? And so Nazareth, basically, today now, it's a town of about 300 to 500,000 people, uh, making up of about 60% Muslims, and then maybe 30% Jews, and then 10% Christians. Now, in those days, though, it was a town, a very small town. It was the town that you would pass through, not go to. It was a town of about maybe 50 to 150 people or so. And so um, they would heat their homes with, with wood and they would, wouldn't have electricity or any plumbing or anything like that. And it's in this setting that Gabriel came in verse 27 to a virgin espoused or betrothed to a man named Joseph who was the house of David. Now, Joseph was a poor carpenter, but he came of kingly lineage. You come of kingly lineage. You are king's kids. You got the king living in you. Amen? No matter what your lot in life is, you're a child of the king. Called and ordained to reign as a king in life through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in verse 27, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Now notice this betrothal. There were three steps to this betrothal or to the, this uh, engagement. Number one was an engagement. It was a formal agreement made by the fathers. Secondly, there was the betrothal or the ceremony where actual promises were made one to another. Now, when a couple was betrothed, they were under the obligations of faithfulness with which divorce was required to break the betrothal. This was not a casual promise. How many of you know we should not go into our marriages casually? I just heard the angels up there. I just heard the hallelujah chorus saying, preach that, preach that. And then once you're married, you ought to keep your promises. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory. Amen. In other words, we should not be casual about these God-connected and God-ordained relationships that He's brought into our lives. And then the third step was marriage. And this was approximately one year later where the bridegroom would come at an unexpected time for the bride. Does that sound familiar? Our heavenly groom, the Lord Jesus Christ, is going to come. Amen. And he's going to take his bride away. Oh, hallelujah. So it's in this setting that the angel Gabriel came. They were planning for a wedding. They were excited about it. Now, what about Mary? Mary was not what many people picture as in her 30s. Mary was a young girl. She wasn't wearing a crown of gold. She didn't have nicely embroidered clothing on. She wasn't sitting on a golden throne holding a baby with perfect hair. No, she, you need to think that Mary was an ordinary girl wearing ordinary clothing. 
Aren't you glad that Jesus comes, come on, to ordinary people? She was probably pulling water out of a well, getting firewood for her parents' home. Listen, folks, no matter where she was from, no matter what she had or did not have, God came to her. And He comes to you and He comes to me. How many of you know what the word Mary means? The name Mary means exalted one. That's a fitting description, amen, for the soon-to-be mother of the Messiah. And so they're planning this wedding. And notice with me in verse 28. And the angel came unto her and said, Hell, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you, and blessed art thou among women. And then in verse 29. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind, what manner of salutation? What, is, what does this greeting mean? And the angel said unto her, Mary, do not be afraid. How many of you know when God's got a message for you, it never brings fear? God's messages always bring with it faith. Amen. And the angel said unto her in verse 30, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name. What's his name? Verse 32. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. I'm going to quote Charles Spurgeon. He said this, Is it not proven that he is great? Conquerors are great, and yet he is the greatest of them all. Deliverers are great, and he is the greatest of them. Liberators are great, and he is the greatest of them all. Aren't you glad he is? Amen. Amen. We serve a great God. Jesus said of his heavenly Father, My Father is greater than all. Then notice with me in verse 33. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Isn't that nice? You know, what we're doing right now, we're not always going to be doing. One day, you and I will be in heaven together. We can do mansion hopping. Won't that be fun? Glory to God. We're going to see our loved ones when we get to heaven. We're going to enjoy heaven. Amen? But you know, Jesus said that the will of God should be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many of you are for experiencing some heaven right here on earth? Oh, me too. Me too, me too. Amen. Then said Mary in verse 34... Unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? That is a perfectly legitimate question. Can you imagine Mary being pregnant and going to Joseph and say, Hey, guess what, Joseph? I'm pregnant, but I didn't have relations with a man. You know, Joseph wanted to put her away. Joseph wanted to have a divorce right then. But thank God for divine intervention. And things begin to move on their behalf. How shall this be, seen? I know not a man? Verse 35, I want you to read this with me. Ready, read. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing 
which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Notice with me. How shall these things be? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Who is the Spirit of glory. The Holy Ghost, Mary, is going to come upon you and the power of the highest is going to overshadow you. Now the word overshadow there means to cover as with a cloud. In other words, Mary, the glory of God is going to show up just like the Shekinah of glory showed up in the Old Testament. And that glory is going to come upon thee. It's going to overshadow you and it's going to enable you to conceive the Son of the living God. Isn't that awesome? Oh, praise God. What was this cloud? This cloud was a visible manifestation of the glory and presence of God. Here's what I want you to see from this. Jesus came in glory. We could call it Christmas glory. Jesus came in glory. And He gave His life glorious for you and me. And when we received Him as our Lord and Savior, He became Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen? And it is the will of God for you and I in this day, in this hour, to function and to flow in the glory of God. He came to this earth in glory. He put His glory on the inside of you and me in hopes that you and I would allow His glory to flow through us and experience glorious days of heaven here on earth with signs and wonders and miracles happening in and through our lives. Amen. Oh, that's where we're at right now. How many of you know that the good old USA could use an awakening? The USA could use a glorious awakening to the power of God. Well, you and I are the hope of the world. And we are the hope of the world. And the reason why we can see this happen in the United States of America and in our families is because He is in us. And He is the hope of glory. Ooh, hallelujah. So follow this. He came in glory. He put His glory in us. We are going to flow in the glory of God. But one day, He's going to come back to this earth in a cloud of glory. And He's going to catch you and He's going to catch me away. away, And forever we will be with the Lord. Amen. I think we ought to shout glory. You know, in His temple we speak And we declare His glory. Now notice in verse 36. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth. She has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Read verse 37 with me. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Literally what this is saying. No word will be impossible for God. Have you ever received a word from God? Amen? It is not impossible. God will absolutely perform what He has said in our lives. Notice verse 38. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. In other words, the angel knew that his assignment was complete. He delivered that word to Mary. Mary believed that word. Mary received that word when she said, Okay, be it 
unto me according to your word. A man preached a message many, many years ago called the miraculous conception through faith. Had Mary not believed and Mary had not received, the master would not have been born into Mary's womb. But oh, thank God. She declared, okay, I may not understand it, but let it be unto me according to your word. Come on, somebody say amen. So what are we saying? We're saying, let us then follow Mary's example. God said it. I believe it. I receive it. I may not see it with my natural eye, but I believe it with my spirit man. I might not see it outwardly, but I see it inwardly. I believe by His stripes I'm healed. I believe He meets my needs according to His riches and glory. I believe the joy of the Lord is my strength. I believe I receive it. And then I say, Lord, be it unto me. Put your hand over your heart and say, Lord, I believe your promises. And I receive your promises. And I say, let it be unto me according to your word. Hallelujah. I'm looking at a bunch of pregnant people. Pregnant with promises, right? Pregnant with promises. Hallelujah. Don't abort that pregnancy through doubt and unbelief and fear. Nurture what God has placed on the inside of you. Water it. Rejoice in it. Let God be God and bring forth the promises that He's given you. Now, in the last few moments of this message, I want to deal with the favor of God. Look at your neighbor and say, I've got favor. And so do you. Look at uh, verse 28 again. Let's go back in this message. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. He didn't say a little bit. He didn't say partially. But you are highly favored. He said, The Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. Now this was true of Mary, but this is true of every believer. First, he said, you're highly favored. Are we not highly favored? Are we not accepted in the beloved? Second, he said, the Lord is with her. Has he not said, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the earth? Has he not said, I will never leave you nor forsake you? And then thirdly, he says, Mary, you are blessed. I'm looking at a blessed bunch here today. You're blessed. We're so blessed that the blessed people call us blessed. Let's say that together. I'm so blessed that the blessed people call me blessed. Amen. You're blessed. You are blessed. You're blessed in the city. Hey, you are blessed in the field. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are blessed. We are blessed to be a blessing. Woo! Pastor, I don't feel blessed. Call blessed. Especially when you don't feel blessed. Say you're blessed. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. We got to try that on for size again. Say with me, I'm so blessed. The blessed people. Call me blessed. 
That'll prime your pump. Hallelujah. Brenda did a great message, didn't she, preaching on the 9th? She talked about unwrapping Christmas. What a message. And she talked about those precious three gifts, eternal life. She talked about peace. And she talked about joy. Last Sunday I talked about His indescribable gift. And we discovered that everything that we'll ever need is all in Him. We are in Him because we're in Christ. And then we looked at all the promises of God. Our yes and amen. Listen, the gift that God has given to you says, yes, yes, yes. Yes, you're forgiven. Yes, you're blessed. Amen. And today I just want, just for a few moments, your, your ham's not going to get burnt. Your turkey's not going to get burnt. But let's unwrap here this glorious gift of divine favor for a minute. Look with me at Psalms 5, verse 12. Psalms 5 and verse 12. It says here, For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. If you're in right standing with God, you qualify. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous with favor. You will compass him as with a shield. Now, that word compass means to surround. It means to encircle. And it also carries with it this thought, when you're encompassed with favor, you're protected by favor. And so we're seeing here that the favor of God will protect us and preserve us. So as we unwrap this gift of favor and look at it again, I want to bring you a favor refresher. And I want you to get favor on your mind. See, truths like this are so easy to slip because we've heard them before. But faith on favor doesn't come by having heard about it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And the best way for me and you to hear the Word of God is to hear ourselves say what God has said. And so He's saying that I will surround you I will encircle you, I will preserve you, and I will protect you because I favor you. Amen? Amen. Now go over to Job chapter 10. You're in the advanced class. I'm telling you, you guys listen so good. Job chapter 10 and verse 12. It says, Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation has preserved my spirit. So again, there's that preservation aspect. And Brenda brought up to me in between services today a different translation and a different meaning for that word visitation. So there's a revelation in here for us. It says here in Job 10, 12, it says in the Amplified, you have granted me life and favor And your providence has preserved my spirit. Your providence, your visitation, your providence. This is often capitalized and it literally means your divine guidance for me and your care for me will absolutely preserve my spirit. Listen folks, what this is saying is when the favor of God is in you and on you, you can mark this down. God will guide you through His favor. 
God will lead you by His favor. God will lead you by His grace. God will lead you by His Spirit. There's provision, there's providence, there's guidance in the favor of God. Woo! Hallelujah. I love it, don't you? Strong says it this way. The providence of God also means the protective care of God. So what is this favor? Well, it's the unmerited blessing of God. The favor of God gives special regard to and shows exceptional treatment and goodwill far beyond what we would ever normally expect. See, folks, favor is something we don't deserve yet we can receive. Favor is something that we are not entitled to, but we can expect it. We have favor. Listen to this one. We have favor not because we are good, but we have favor because God is good. Is it cold? Okay. Turn the airs off, guys. It always gets cold this time of the service, so turn the air off or down. Hallelujah. Say with me, I have favor. Not because I'm good. But because God is good. God's good. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. All the time, and all the time. Let's say it with me. God is good. All the time. Listen, folks, have you tasted? Have you seen? That the Lord is good? You know, Brenda and I have a holiday tradition. We like to go over to the house of Prime Rib in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. We went there last night. That's where the 49ers go. And they, uh, they partake of the, the offensive line eats there. And uh, you have to go early to get a reservation. We didn't have one. So we got in line at 315. Got in the doors at 3.30, ate our prime rib from 4 to 4.45, and we're out the door. Oh, man, but I'm telling you now that God is good. <laughs> but, but that cream spinach it makes me want to speak in tongues. And then they bring... This huge piece of prime rib, I'm about this thick, with three different choices of horseradish. What time is it anyway? And Yorkshire pudding and mashed potatoes and gravy. Shut my mouth. Glory to God. And I'm thinking, ooh. We took that first little piece of the prime rib. Mmm. Ah, thank God. Oh, that's good. Is yours good, honey? Oh, mine is really good. Well, how good is it now? Amen. God's good. You see, you can taste of the best that this world has to offer, but it can't scratch the surface on how good your God is. The Bible says that surely goodness and mercy is going to follow you all the days of your life and you're going to dwell in the house forever. Say it with me, for the Lord is good. He's good to me. And His mercy endures forever. 
this Christmas season, don't let the celebration pass you of the Savior. Don't let all of the things around you, enjoy all those things around you, but just take time to pause and to remember that God is so good, that He's so gracious to you, that He's given you great and glorious favor. See, here's what religion is all about. Religion is all about what you do to earn God's favor. But Christianity is all about God favoring you by His grace. Here's what Christianity has done for you and me. He took some nobodies from nowhere and make us somebodies in Him. There's no nobodies in this house. We are all somebody in Him. You remember the woman with the issue of blood? The Bible says she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she kept saying, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. And as soon as he touched the master's hem, Jesus knew that virtue or power had gone out of him. And that power went out of him and into her. And no longer did she have the issue of blood. And Jesus turned around. One translation says, who touched me? But Luke's gospel says, somebody has touched me. See, there are no nobodies with Jesus. No matter what disease you may be standing against. No matter if you're homeless or whatever the case may be, you are somebody in the kingdom of God. Somebody has touched me. Somebody has touched me. There are no unimportant people with Jesus. He is compassionate toward everyone. And I'm glad about it. How about you? Go quickly over to Psalm 30, verse 5. Psalm 30, verse 5. Just as Mary was highly favored, you are highly favored. We must believe that. We must receive that and say that regularly. Notice with me in Psalm 35, it says, For his anger is but for a moment. But thank God his mercy endures forever. Aren't you glad? His anger is but for a moment. But his favor is for a lifetime. Hallelujah. Or in his favor, there is life. Just stop and think about that right now. From now until the time you go to be with the Lord, his favor is for all that time. And his favor goes on throughout eternity. But in this life where we live, I mean in the nasty now and now, Jesus has given us His favor. Favor for your entire life. Favor from the time you're born till the time you go to be with the Lord. Favor for a lifetime. Now weeping may endure for a night, but how many of you know that joy comes in the morning? Joy comes in the morning because God's favor is upon you. This favor is for your whole life. Not just for 24 hours, not just for seven days, but it is an ever-present reality in my life and in your life. What will this favor do for you? I mean, if we opened this mic today and we had an open mic and just had testimony after testimony about what God's favor has done for them, we'd be here until Christmas Day. Can anyone testify that they've seen God's favor? Amen. 
Well, I've got news, good news for you. There's more favor coming. Listen to this. Favor gets you to places you could never have gotten to by yourself. The favor of God gives you an advantage for success. The word favor means to support, to endorse, to assist, to make easier, to provide with advantages, and to show special privileges. Favor is the believer's advantage. So he said, man, that, that just sounds almost too good to be true. It is really good, but it is true. And it can be true in your life if you'll accept it. That means we have to have a mindset of favor. And to have a mindset of favor, we've got to think favor and speak favor and act on the favor. What does that mean? That means that we can't walk around with our head down. So it doesn't seem like I ever get a break. You know, it just seems like this and I always lose and, you know, it's two steps forward and five steps back. We need to get rid of that. You may feel that and that may be going on in your life, but talking about it and thinking about it and acting on that is only going to make things worse. I believe Jesus came to give us a better life. And that better life includes his favor upon your life. Amen. Well, Pastor Mark, I went and applied for a job and they said, no. Well, they're foolish. They missed out. That's the kind of attitude you got to have. They didn't hire me. Well, okay, I'm going to dust the feet, you know, dust the dust off my feet, shake it off. And I'm going to go, God's got something better for me. God's got something better for me. Maybe you were in a relationship with a young man or a young woman and, and all of a sudden they called it off. Well, just shake the dust off your feet. Look at this fool here. Doesn't want me? Are you kidding me? God's got somebody better for me. Come on now, saints. God's got somebody better for me. Amen. That's the attitude of a winner. Do not let the world label you. Do not let the world name you what God has not named you. When the world says victim, we automatically say, I'm a victor in Christ Jesus. When the world says, no way, you're not educated enough, you're not good looking enough, you just shake that off and say, are you kidding me? I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. I've got the mind of Christ. I am quick and I'm bright and I'm sharp and I'm very good looking. And not only that, I'm real rich too. You got to get some swag about you. I'm not talking about, you know, swag in a proud manner, in a worldly manner. But I'm telling you, when you walk into the room, walk into the room with your head up. Amen. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. When the world labels you can't, you say, I can do all things through, whoo, through Christ which strengthens me. 
when the world presses you down and tries to keep you down, just let him know you can never keep a good man down because I've been raised up and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Get some attitude. The world's full of attitudes. You don't have to look very long to see some wrong attitudes. But you and I, we've got a new attitude. Hallelujah. I said we've got a new attitude. Because we're new creations. Somebody says, man, you're preaching today. Why not? It's Christmas time. It's time for a celebration of the Savior. It's time for a celebration of favor. It's time for a celebration of we can do all things through Christ. Well, they're not recognizing my gifts. So what? If man doesn't recognize your gift, you don't live to please man. You live to please God. And when you please God, he'll even make your enemies to be at peace with you. Hallelujah. Smile real big and say, my favor is for my whole life. Oh, there's places to go. There's things to do. There's mountains to move. There's wealth transfer to be had. There's increase to be received. There's favor that's gone before you and is accelerating things and moving things together on your behalf. You can't see it here, but just know it that the Lord is working for you and is going before you and His favor is yours. So favor, everyone say favor. Favor means to support, to endorse, to assist, to make easier, to provide with advantages, and to show special privileges. Webster's defines it as an advantage for success. Favor opens doors for you. You don't have to open doors for yourself. Favor will open doors for you. It's not who you know in the natural, it's whose you are in the spirit. You're marked with favor. Favor opens doors, creates opportunities. Listen to this. Turns adversaries into allies. Here's another one. Accelerates progress and brings great blessings. Favor is the birthright of every believer. And then in closing, turn with me to Job chapter 22, verse 28. Hallelujah. Favor's all around you. Don't let your past hinder you from receiving it. I didn't feel favored growing up. I didn't feel favored by my parents. I didn't feel favored in school. Well, you are in a new school. You're in the school of the Holy Ghost. You are now in a new family, the very family of God. And the family of God is a family of great favor. Job twenty-two twenty-eight, 28, the Amplified says, You shall also decide and decree a thing. Make this decision today. I receive favor and I'm going to have favor for the rest of my life. You shall, all de- you shall decide it 
and then you shall declare it. That means you shall decree it, you shall say it, because you believe it. And here's what will happen as a result of it. And it shall be established for you. And I want to say your family as well. The word established means fixed, settled, made firm, become a reality, and also become a common occurrence. Now here's one of the ways that you will see favor increase in your life. Be thankful for the little favor that you see. When you go to Macy's today and you get a special parking spot, park that car and say, that was the favor of God. And thank Him for the favor. You go into a grocery store and they have a two-for-one sale. You say, thank God, that was the favor of God. The devil will be right there and say, yeah, but it's for everybody. Well, good. I'm part of it. I got favor. Last night, we were down at the piers after that huge roast beef meal. And I went to the Giants dugout. And the guy walked up to me and says, do you know the hats are two for one? So I got me two $35 Giants hats. I'm ready for the season right now. Two $35 baseball hats, which would have been 70 for 35 you know what that was? What was that? And the favor of God is no respecter of persons. You don't have to be educated to have favor. You don't even have to know much about the Word of God to know favor. To have favor. So you shall decide and decree a thing and it will be established for you. Read the rest with me. And the light of God's favor. Ooh, the light. I pray this Christmas season that the light of God's favor shine upon your ways. May the light of God's favor shine upon your family this season. May the light of God's favor shine upon America today. Oh, Father, thank you for giving us favor. May it shine upon our way in Jesus' name. There is a connection between the declaration and the manifestation of God's favor on your life. The more you declare it, the more you are thankful for it, the more you will see it manifest in your life. There is no end to His favor for you. I'm telling you, your future's bright. Walk in the light of what Mary heard. Mary, you are highly favored. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This Jesus, born of a virgin on Christmas Eve. Hallelujah. Let great things be born in you these next days to the end of the year. I'm going to preach a message next Sunday called Great Expectations. Living the Expectant Life. How many of you are expecting good things? Let's stand to our feet. Amen. Did you get anything out of this today? Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Brenda, did you have any greetings or anything that you wanted to say? I just have to say I'm so glad I got my wife back. Now, she never left me, but that's favor, right? But I am so glad. I'm so glad that Pastor Brenda's got her new knees. 
Pastor Brenda Nunes. You know, I just preach better when she's in the house. I'll tell you right now. Jesus lights up my life, but so does she. And I thank God for all of you. I appreciate all of your time, all of the things that you've done over the years, your giving, your bringing of your supply. Listen, folks, what you have sown, I believe that you will reap for the glory of God. Amen. And those of you that haven't been able to do much, you know what? There's time. Amen. You can turn and you can bring forth fruit to the glory of God. Let me pray over you. We're going to put some background music on. We're going to dismiss here in a moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, may we all have a merry, merry Christmas. Filled with joy, filled with favor, and filled with peace. In the name of Jesus, amen.